0: Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Thursday afternoon episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes and follow the show's Twitter at L-O penguins, And of course, thanks for making the Locked on Penguins podcast your first listen every day. As always, uh, the podcast is free and available on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, Megaphone, uh, soon to be YouTube. I was going to announce that pretty soon. Um, when, whenever that gets officially confirmed, um, I will tell you all. But the show will be on YouTube here fairly soon. Um, as you all can tell, I'm not doing um, a recap evening episode. I think I'm just going to save that for tomorrow i just have some stuff going on this evening other content that i have to put out for tomorrow and i feel like i would just I would be doing a disservice if I just forgot to post an episode after. So I'm going to have an episode posted before the game as I am doing right now. Um, In case anyone forgot, the Penguins will be in action tonight at Little Caesars Arena playing the Detroit Red Wings with basically all of the AHL um, and prospects in this lineup. Though I did want to say, um, after I talked about yesterday with the preseason finale against Columbus on Saturday... I predicted that this would be mainly um, just the AHL and the prospect guys. It looks like I am wrong because Mike Sullivan um, announced earlier today that he will be playing almost all of his regulars that will be on the 23-man roster in this game. I guess it's just a tune-up to the regular season. Um, if you all heard my episode on Wednesday, I very much disagree with that notion. I really don't think there's any reason to play all these regulars and have run the risk of them excuse me, getting hurt. I mean, I know... This player on New York is probably going to be a regular, but he's just a bottom six player. You know, Ryan Reeves potentially had a really serious injury last night with them. You know, Quentin Byfield uh, just suffered a fractured ankle. I think he's going to be out for the first two months or maybe more of the season. I just don't want to run the risk of that happening with a player on this team, you know, especially with Chris Tang. He just had a 29 minutes in the last preseason game going into this game. So I really hope he doesn't play. Anywhere close to that, because I don't need him to be gassed um, already going into the regular season, despite how great his conditioning is. I just really don't see the need to play, you know, Jeff Carter, Brian Rust, Kasperi Kapanen, Danton Heinen. Teddy Bluger, Brock McGinn, Brian Dumoulin, John Marino, all these regulars, um, so many minutes in this game. I really don't think it serves them too much. They'll be ready to go by the time this team kicks off the regular season in five days' time. So I really think they should just use that to play more of the kids and the prospects and see what you have in them. And then I guess make your final cuts. If I'm guessing right now with what Mike Sullivan said today, I think you'll see a lot of the cuts tomorrow before that last preseason game. Because I don't really think that they're just going to want to have them there watching the last preseason game and then just announce everything after. You know, with five days ago, I think they'll just rip the bandaid off on Friday and make a bunch of cuts, and then on Saturday they'll have their regular season tune-up game against the Columbus Blue Jackets with almost everyone that's going to make the initial 23-man roster. Again, it's definitely something I didn't expect, but you know, I guess we always have to expect the unexpected when it comes to Mike Sullivan. Some other Penguins news from uh, Thursday. Louis Dominique has been placed on waivers. Remember, everyone, waivers is different this year. It's no longer at noon Eastern. Um, It is at 2 o'clock Eastern time that they are announced every day. That is a change from all the prior seasons going into this one. So Dominique, as expected, Will be sent down to Wilkesbury, Casey DeSmith and Tristan Jari will be your top two goaltenders for this season in case somehow anyone was not expecting that. I mean they they doubled and tripled down on that after the regular season, especially with hiring, excuse me, Andy Kyoto to up their game a little bit. And it's also great news that we saw Sidney Crosby not just skating today, but he was taking some shots at a little skating session shooting on Louis Dominique, has two hands on that stick. So he's definitely Getting there, you know, it definitely looks like that the wrist is not as bad as it was even just a week ago. So uh, will Sidney Crosby be back at practice next week? Um, My gut is saying yes right now, though, again, I don't expect him to play on Tuesday against Tampa or in their matchup against Florida towards the weekend, though. um, Potentially after that, I could see Sid making his return um, either that weekend or the following week. That's what my thinking is right now. But I I think he will definitely be practicing next week in some capacity with the team. Not sure it's going to be full contact yet, but the fact that he's already shooting on a goalie, two hands on the stick shows that he is much more closer to returning than some may have thought that he was going to be. I know I've seen some reports that it was going to be late October for Sid, but um, from what he's been doing right now, I definitely think that it's going to be at least a week or a week and a half prior to late October for when Sid will be back. And I also wanted to say this before we do get some more Penguin stuff. Um, Thinking of Carey Price after we saw today what happened with him going into the player assistance program as announced by the NHL and NHLPA. I really hope whatever he is going through, um, he just gets past it and he gets back to doing what we all know he's best at. But as always in times like these, you know your mental health and whatever you are doing with comes first. So I really wish him a speedy recovery in all aspects with that because when he is on, there's not many goalies in this league that can do what he does. So I'm really thinking of him and his family during this difficult time. Mark Vergevin announced that it's going to be at least 30 days that he'll be away from the team. So the Habs won't have him for at least into November, if not longer, for this season. But again, you know, that's not the number one priority right now. The number one priority is for him to get right, and I'm really hoping that he does. So I wanted to send that message out to Carey Price and all of the Habs fans out there, too. And for more on that situation, you can go listen to Scott and Laura of the Locked On Canadians podcast. They do a great job over there covering what, you know, is always a chaotic team, not just during the offseason, but uh, during the season as well. But now, in terms of lines that you are going to see tonight, for this game. Drew O'Connor is with Brian Boyle and Anthony Angelo. Dominic Simone is with Radim Zohorna and Valtteri Pousin. Philip Hollander with John Gruden and Casper Borquist. Sam Poulin with Nathan Legerie and Sam Lafferty. Uh Matheson Rawidal on defense. Joseph Ricola uh Almari is rotating in as well with Fadoon as well. Um, I don't really see I guess Almari and Fadoon are going to be the other pairing, but at least I got the Joseph Ricola pairing right. Um, Matheson um, I, I believe I got that one right as well when I was speaking about that on Wednesday's episode. So I'll take two out of two with that. And then the other one, you know, I don't really know. I'm not really going to be paying attention. Uh, Too much that pairing, but I'm glad that they're giving Drew O'Connor top pairing minutes for this game. He's definitely deserved it. He should be playing with the best of the best in this lineup. Uh, Brian Boyle. This will be another really curious case. I mean, it's unknown if he's going to play in their preseason finale against Columbus on Saturday. But you know, this might be his last chance to show the coaching staff that he deserves to be on this team at least at the start of the season. Because again, when this team is healthy, I really don't think he has a spot on this team. I really think he just skates in mud. Whenever he plays, you can really tell that he doesn't have it anymore. And, you know, that sucks to say, obviously, because, you know, he's battled cancer, and had to miss all of last season. But just, you know, by watching him skate and watching him play in all areas of the ice, I just really don't think that he has anything left in the tank. But, you know, we'll see if he proves me wrong tonight, as, you know, Drew O'Connor has the last couple of games. Anthony Angelo on the top line. I, d- I definitely think that's kind of weird. I would have personally had one of Poulin or Nathan Laguerre up there to see what they can do. Playing with O'Connor again. Dominic Simone with Pustin in. You know, I'm excited to see that line. You no, know, those are two good playmakers, especially with Simone and then Zahorna. He's also fighting to get onto the 23-man roster as well. Hollander, Gruden, and Borquist. You know, that's just probably going to be an AHL line down in Wilkesbury, but also really intrigued to see how Hollander does tonight after I thought he had a good showing um, the previous preseason game against the Buffalo Sabres, especially when he had that screen on one of Drew O'Connor's goals. Matheson-Ruidle, that's probably going to be a preview of the third pairing this year, though they are giving a lot of thought to Matheson-Marino and, and, you know, as Danny Shirey writes of DK Pittsburgh Sports Now, it's definitely an intriguing pairing, but it's also scary just because you look at the results from last season. This comes from Danny's article. Uh, Matheson with Marino on the ice, they played 245 minutes together at even strength. 48% actual goal on the ice expected goals for though per 62 expected goals against 2.4 so they were giving up more the other way and in the offensive zone if that makes sense But then, you know, if you go to more data, Matheson without Marino, which I think should be the case, 505 minutes for him last year with Cody Cc or other partners, 57.5% of the actual goals when he's on the ice, expected goals for per 62.2, expected goals against per 62. So he had more expected goals for in the offensive zone than what he gave back in the defensive zone. I think that should be the case. And I also don't fault them for trying this pairing again. I just think that they need to tread very carefully because the underlying numbers paint a very scary picture with this pairing after all the minutes that they spent together last season. And I'm not going to give the rest of Danny Ar- Danny's article away. Excuse me. Go to DK Pittsburgh Sports and check out all of his thoughts on that situation. But, you know, I-, I share the same sentiment. I think Matheson should be away from him. And, you know, we'll get to see how that pairing does, you know, him and Ruedel tonight because, if that's the one that really stands out, I think Mike Sullivan is going to have a hard time breaking that one up, you know, while riding the top four of Juma, Latang, Peterson, Marino because I think that's where the balance needs to be with this defense, at least in my opinion. And yes, we will get another shot at seeing P.O. Joseph with Yuso Ricola as well. Rikula will be uh, paired on his offside on that one. Special teams units. on uh, The first power play, Mike Matheson with Pustinan, Simone O'Connor, and Angelo. Love that O'Connor is getting top power play time. We'll be, really be curious to see when the Pens do get a power play tonight, how he moves the puck on that unit. Second power play unit, P.O. Joseph, Yuso Rikola, Sam Poulin, Radim Zohorna, and Nathan Ligari. So... um Both units are fine. I would probably prefer Anthony Angelo on the second unit and maybe put someone like Poulin or Liguerre on the top unit because they are both pure finishers. But at the end of the day, it is a preseason game. I'm not really reading too much into it when all of the AHL guys and prospects are playing in it. But that'll do it for this segment of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Coming up, in the next one, I'm going to go over um, some thoughts on what Team USA did today with, you know, announcing their first three players on the team and why it's just, you know, they're already off to a bad start. We're also going to go over um, some comments that I saw from the ESPN's media call about how they're going to try to grow the game on their intermission reports in the studio show and why I think that's just kind of not really the way to go about it and a whole bunch of other stuff. Before we do that, though. I do want to tell you all that Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron. His teams are back for another football season. As always, Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new... Updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. You can head to the website or your use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. Remember, online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. Now... Hey Penguins fans, this is Hunter Hodges with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It is called Get Upside. Everyone is making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas that uses this app every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code hockey for NHL and you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cashback. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cashback using GetUpside. Remember, you can download the app for free and use promo code NHL to get up to 50 cents a gallon cashback on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as to two dollars to $300 a month in cashback, and there's no catch. The cashback gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account. PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the app and use promo code hockey to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. All right. So we're back here on this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I'm your host Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the to Twitter at LO underscore penguins. And again, thank you all so much for making this episode, uh, the, your first listen of the day, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, so, there was some interesting stuff. I'm going to start with this ESPN stuff because I really don't understand this. So ESPN held their conference call with Chris Chelios and Mark Messier. They will be in on their studio team going up against Wayne Gretzky and Rick Tockett. Uh, one of the things that Steve Levy said, he I think he's going to be hosting the show and doing a lot of play-by-play. Levy says he would love to smash the format uh, that NBC used by breaking down fewer run-of-the-mill plays and sharing more stories from Chelios and Messier and Melrose. We want to have a good time. Okay. Um, I really don't understand that, you know, as Fresh says, I have this exact take. Um, I don't know why you would not want to attract new fans. Good analysis from likable and interesting people that are in your studio, but you're going to try to attract new fans by having people tell stories from... 30 to 35 years ago or even you know 2025 from people that they've never even heard of. Because most of these intermission shows, they're not geared towards all these, you know, 50 to 60 year old boomers, right? They're not even probably geared towards all these four-year-olds, you know, who grew up watching Mario and Wayne and all these other great players from the 90s. No, they are geared towards people, you know, kind of in you know, my age, you know, 23, 24, upwards of 25 through 28, maybe to 30. I think that's probably your target audience for these shows. I really don't think most of these people. People are going to care what happened in the league back in the 90s when everyone was just headhunting. And obviously you had the 1999 Devils with all their trapping and stuff. I really don't think people are going to care about these stories. I would much rather have analysts break down some key plays and explain why this happened as opposed to just telling dumb stories for the sake of telling stories. Because I think much like NBC's intermission, people are going to mute it or turn it off and then only come back to the game when the game is on. I think they should try to do what TNT did um, last week when they made their preseason debut. You know, when Rick Talkett was demonstrating just funny stuff when he was just getting cross checked, what he would do. See, that stuff is funny, I think. You know, that engages the listener, it makes them laugh and all that. It helps grow the game by also breaking down what went wrong with a goal or what went right for a play during a game. And I feel like ESPN is doing a little disservice to themselves by saying that they're just going to tell all these stories and go off brand a bit by not breaking down plays during the game that we are all watching again. I don't need one of these or both of these media outlets to show highlights of the game we are watching. I that was the biggest thing I think I hated about NBC when they were on their run of the rights deal with the NHL because Whenever we would just go back to intermission, it would just be, oh, let's take a look at what just happened. It's like we we all just watched what happened. Why don't you tell us why this happened? And they would never have someone go to a screen and actually show us what happened with the play. And I know Chris Chelio said after, um, we want to have a lot of fun, that's the key, everyone has to have fun and have the viewers enjoy watching us, and that's fine. Everyone wants you all to have fun, but we also want to learn more about the game from some of the greatest players to ever play the game. We don't need to just hear stories about what happened in the 1980s and the 1990s because that is irrelevant to where the game of hockey is right now. I mean, You don't see people headhunting every shift, you don't see all these one nothing, 2-1 games on a nightly basis scoring is way up from some of those days. There's so much more talent in the league now than there was back in those days. And, you know, you should be talking about that and showcasing that rather than just telling stories. You know, Chelios also said to Steve Lee, you've got your hands full. I'll tell you that with me and Messier. Okay, you know, whatever. Let's just hope that they both know what the hell they're talking about when it comes to the game of hockey in 2021. Because from what I saw from Mark Messier earlier in the summer when he was talking about the Rangers with all the moves that they made, I'm not really sure he gets it because he was just loving the Ryan Reeves acquisition and Sammy Blaze and Barclay Goudreau and all this stuff. So he's definitely someone that still loves sandpaper in his team. So I can't wait to hopefully hear him uh, defend all these little bottom six grinders who take stupid penalties on the top guys. And honestly, this is the perfect timing to say this. I just got this text from Nick Soraris, who is a guest on the podcast. I'm actually going to have him on here probably at some point pretty soon he sent me that tweet that I've been talking about on the show as I record this he goes this is going to be a Walmart inside the NBA isn't it and I'm like that is a great Comparison, You know, they they were talking about that on that conference call. I saw this series of tweets um, from one of the NHL reporters, how they want it to be just like inside the NBA, which is the gold standard for a studio intermission or halftime show. The only thing is it's not going to be anything close to that because no one is going to care about these stories from 25 to 30 years ago. Everyone wants it to be fun, but not in that way, fun. So I just wanted to share my thoughts on that. It is nice that, you know, the people that ESPN said, they don't really see it as a competition with TNT, they see it as partners. So it looks like they will be working together a bit with some of their studio shows, even though, I mean, Deep down, it is a competition. You know, they one hired Mark Messier for their studio show, the other one hired Wayne freaking Gretzky. So they can say that they see it as a partnership all they want. It is definitely a competition deep down, though they're just not going to say as such. But uh, I just wanted to share my thoughts on that because I really think ESPN has an opportunity here to have a really good studio show. But if you're just going to waste on stuff that no one's really going to care about. I don't think anyone is going to take the time to watch it just like uh, everyone either muted or turned off the intermission with NBC and then only came back to when the game started. So, we will see on that front. Coming up in the next segment, I'm going to go over uh, some thoughts on Team USA today and why they could be going backwards with a couple of these announcements. Well, really only one major announcement, um, but before we do get to that, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why should you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain stealer or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliable for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, talium, smart oil, and even. Even new carpet, you can go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck. And you can write locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, drive right below prices, all the parts car ever need, visit rockauto.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So a lot of the you know, the IHF uh, had the, the official announcements today for the, the top three players that are on each country's um, hockey rosters for the Winter Olympics. It's, you know, the general manager picks the top three that are 100% going to be on the team. Team USA's was announced today. Um, you know, Austin Matthews, okay, you know, there's that gif where, you know, I think it's that wrestling meme where, you know, his eyebrow raises. It's like, okay, you know, that's good. You know, Patrick Kane, it's like, okay. His mouth starts to open and then, you no, his eyebrows raise even more, and then you get to Seth Jones, and then he's, he just gasps and then just falls back. I am sure everyone that listens to this knows what meme I am talking about is all over Twitter. I think it's like a series of memes or something like that. But, yes, Patrick Kane, Austin Matthews, and Seth Jones have been selected to Team USA's hockey roster as the first three players. And, you know, the first two, that's fine. Kane and Matthews are two of the best players in the league. I have no problem with that. But, I mean, Seth Jones over... Adam Fox, who just won the Norris Trophy. Charlie McAvoy, who was one of the premier defensemen in hockey. Heck, Jeff Petrie, Ryan McDonough, Jacob Slavin. I mean, it's just... I don't trust Stan Bowman to build this team the way it needs to be built just because he's such a dinosaur. But I should have also known that this was coming because he just paid Seth Jones $9.5 per year on one of the biggest overpays of the offseason and also gave up a whole lot to get him. But it's still hilarious to see him be picked as the top defenseman. And you know damn well... Uh, Peeps that he will be playing either top pairing or second pairing minutes on this team without a doubt. That's just the way it's going to go, even though I could probably name at least eight defensemen better than Seth Jones. I mean, you know, a a couple of my buddies were texting me this morning say Well, you probably can't do that. I'm like, Well, I mean, it's pretty easy. Again, Charlie McAvoy, Adam Fox, Jacob Slavin, Jeff Petrie, John Carlson, Quinn Hughes, Zach Wierenski, Brett Pesci, and I would probably put Ryan McDonough up there as well. I would take all of those defensemen. Heck, you could honestly have a case for Brian Dumoulin being a better choice for Team USA than Seth Jones at this point. I think if Jones plays on the USA, um, it should be only third-pairing minutes. But again, I really hope that they don't bungle this roster the way that the last regime did with the World Cup of Hockey, where you're seeing Justin Abdulkader playing third-line minutes. Jack and Eric Johnson were on the team for some apparent reason. They put Brandon Dubinsky on there to try to do this grit and toughness garbage, and then they just still got blown out by Canada. It almost got me, to I think, to a point where I was hate watching them because it was so bad to watch. I really did not understand it. I'm really hoping that Stan Bowman does not make the same mistakes. But, you know, with what we saw today with Seth Jones, um, he is well on his way to doing that. He is honestly a bad GM at this point. I also have to say, go read Josh Yoey's article on Mike Sullivan and on The Athletic. I think that posted this morning where he had a really great interview with him And just they touched on a whole lot. And I think the fact of the matter is, you know, Sullivan still believes in this team. I mean, he's not going to say that he wouldn't do that. You know, he is the head coach of the team. He's going to hype them up as much as he can. But he keeps saying they can still contend. I think the biggest reason he says it's about the core. He says in the article, this is the greatest core I've ever been around. I know these guys. I know how driven they are. I know how about their commitment level and how badly they want to get it done to win a fourth championship. I just have faith in this team because I have so much faith in that group of guys. I absolutely know that we can still contend. Um, this was, I think, the one I'm about to talk about before we do end the show. Um, was about the, the latest playoff series because the Penguins have been 5-15 and 15 ever since that uh, playoff series loss to the Washington Capitals in 20, uh, 2018. excuse me, Sullivan says, I take these losses very hard. I take it personally. Um, this past year really stung. It stung a lot, to be honest with you. More than anything, I felt bad for these players. Every year is different, the journey from start to finish. We had to deal with so much adversity with the injuries and with COVID. We won the division, uh, but to see it come together then lose in the first round, it was just very disappointing. I take nothing away from New York. That's a great hockey team, but yes, that one stung a little more. Um, So I'll be curious to see what changes he makes, you know, with some tactics or other things going into the season. But I will always say that Mike Selvin is a top five coach in hockey and is arguably the greatest coach in this franchise's history. I think with one more run, he will cement himself as the greatest coach in this franchise's history above Badger Bob. But, again, check out the full article on The Athletic when Josh does a sit-down with head coach Mike Sullivan. That'll do it, though, for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I appreciate all of you listening to this one. We'll have another one of these tomorrow going into the weekend as we'll recap the Penguins' preseason game against the Detroit Red Wings. See who played well, see who didn't play well, see if there's some cuts yet. And then after that, we are rocking and rolling next week, everyone. The regular season for the Pittsburgh Penguins starts in just five freaking days. I am so excited to be doing this on an everyday basis again. So keep those notifications on. You can find the show wherever you get podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LL underscore Penguins. And we'll also have Jesse Marshall on the show on Monday as well for a full preview for this season. But again, thank you all so much for listening to this one, and we'll do another one of these on Friday.